Great stuff. Grab your seats. Thank you. Grab your seats. This is what COVID does. Friends, family, this is the new world that we live in. So don't underestimate this moment. We've presented it to the Lord, and God can do amazing things from these times. So well done to you, Peter and Eloise, being faithful with, with I'm going to call it Bella, because everybody seems to be doing that. So yeah, right. So this afternoon, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just give a very short message, and I'm going to title this talk, Walking in Freedom. And so my prayer is today for you, don't hear what I'm saying. I want you to hear what God is saying to you today. And um, I've titled this talk specifically because in the week I was processing a situation with one of our saints who had been going through a difficult time and constantly found themselves in a place where they kept on going back there. And so I said to the person before I do anything further. I want to process things. And I still haven't gone back to the person, but I want to process things. And at the beginning of the week, I felt, I said to the Lord, Lord, what is going on here? Why is this person finding themselves constantly in this place? And I felt the Lord simply drop this scripture into my heart. And I'm going to ask Brett if you can just stick it up for me, please. It's uh, John 8. Verses 34 to 36, it says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in a family, but a son belongs to it forever. And this son that it speaks of here is a son and a daughter. Okay? Um, And then it says, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So I pondered this, and I thought, Lord... What does this mean? Uh, Help me to understand. What are we dealing with here? And then I felt the Lord remind me of the late President Nelson Mandela, who had been put in prison for 27 years and was released on the 27th of February, 1990. And if you go and you read his book, Long Walk to Freedom, right? You go and read his book you will see a book that talks about a man that the day that came when a key was presented, where the gates were opened for him, that he walked into freedom and he walked into the destiny and the future that God had actually planned. Now, I know for some of us this can be quite sensitive. Could I just maybe suggest something? What's happening today cannot be on him. Each person has their story But I want us to capture the moment of him walking off Robben Island. And the thing that is powerful, you never, ever, after that, see Nelson Mandela walking back into the jail. The problem for most of us as Christ followers, if you are a lover of Jesus, you're a Christ follower. The problem for most of us, we get saved. My Afrikaans is not that strong, but I will try. And what happens is, we get saved. And then we start this journey, and we start walking into the freedom, because Jesus is the key to our freedom. But then what happens is, life happens, circumstances happen, and then what happens is we turn and we walk back into the jail. Because you know, for some of us, we're comfortable there. And on the one hand, we want to walk free. On the other hand, we go back because we know what we had, what, we, what is safe. And we back and forth, back and forth. And some of us for years can live like this. We need to be very careful because we can nullify the work of what Jesus did on the cross for us. 
So for me, I felt like the Lord wanted to use this story to help us today. And my prayer is that when we walk away from here, that includes myself, that we walk away from here today, not being held back by our past, but understand that God has a plan and a purpose for your future. And it is a good one. But I'm going to open this up and touch on a few things that might be helpful for us to understand where we find ourselves. So this scripture is very powerful because it says, if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. This is important for us because Jesus is the key to your freedom. And you are not to go back to what you used to know. If you look at the Bible, the Israelites often did that. God would take them out, and then they would have a difficult situation. And what were they thinking? It was better when we were there, and they would want to go back. And so it's not uncommon for us to live in that. That's almost like our default, but God wants us to change it. We're not to go back. We were once imprisoned. We were once held captive. We were held hostage by Satan. And some of us didn't even know that that was actually happening until Jesus broke into our lives. How does he break into your life? He could break into your life right here, right now, by you being here. You might have been at multiple meetings over the years, but God today, just because of COVID and just because of a dedication, just because of our togetherness, can break into your life here right now, and he can set you free. And so we need to know that the keys of heaven have been given to us in Jesus. And the gate has been unlocked. We have been released. We just need to walk in it. Our biggest challenge today is not to revisit where we were once before. It's often our mental and emotional state that will impact us. You know, that's how Satan works. What does he do? He tells you what a bad individual you are. But a slecht ding je is. And I know my Afrikaans isn't brilliant, but I will use that, and, and I hope it will make sense uh, to you. But, 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 but basically, that's what he does. He wants to leave you in a place that is unhelpful, and he wants you to stay in the prison and not walk into the freedom. That's his plan. And that's why for many of us, we find it so hard to believe that Jesus could take you and I. He could take you and I, If we look at ourselves, if we had to choose ourselves, I wouldn't choose me because I know what I'm like. But yet he chooses you and I so that we can walk into the future and the destiny and the plans and purposes that he has for us. And we need to believe that, but not be governed by our circumstances or by our past, but actually by the future that Jesus actually has for each one of us. Now, for some of us here, you're sitting here and you're saying, Yeah, he's freed me, but from what? It's a good question. Well done for asking. I love it when the congregation thinks this, because I can read your mind. He frees you from sin, from sonder. He frees you from shame, guilt, condemnation. Now, if you look at your life and you start reflecting on your life, and you you start thinking about these things that he saved you from, some of us, we, we look back over the years and how many of us could maybe relate to some of these things that we've been exposed to? Maybe you um, were exposed to some form of addiction. It could have been alcohol. It could have been drugs. Maybe you were involved in sexual sin, sexual abuse. Maybe there was rape, divorce, physical or verbal abuse. 
or some sort of loss. And what happens is we live in that place. And that's the very thing that Jesus came to save you and I out of. And he comes to set us free from that. And, and, and it's, it's mind-boggling for most of us to try and get to a place of understanding that Jesus has opened the gate for us and he's given you freedom. But we go and we walk, something happens, and we go back in. And then the devil reminds you of what a bad person you were. And actually, God wants us to remind the devil of how great he is and what he has done for you and I. Today, it's very simple. It's about changing our mindsets. And this is what I felt the Lord say, is that we need to reflect on our past. We need to reflect on what we have gone through. And that's what happened to me this week as I was just pondering this process about this individual. And the Lord reminded me, and he said, Ants, you don't know how to even live in the freedom that I've given you. And, I, and that is true. Because when things happen, immediately I will go back to things where people say to me, you will never amount to anything. He'll remind me, you were an illegitimate child. In other words, you were had out of wedlock. Your mom didn't want you. And, and if I had to entertain those thoughts, I would start questioning, oh God, is Jesus really real? Has he really set me free? That's what the devil wants me to think and hold on to. Jesus wants me to walk into a freedom to know that I have a plan and a purpose and a future for my life. That's what I've got to trust for going forward. And we need to change our mindsets because that's where Satan comes. He attacks your mind. Have you ever thought about that? That's where he comes. He attacks your mind. And if we entertain those thoughts, then we will find ourselves in very difficult circumstances. And so today, change your mindset. Rather, turn your unhelpful circumstances into a situation where you can look at it and go, Lord, out of my whole family, I was the only one that was chosen to follow Christ. I want you to hear that. Out of my whole family, I was the only one chosen to follow Christ. My heart bleeds for them today. My heart bleeds for people here today. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this might be your moment and your opportunity to turn to God. But I look back and then I think, God, you saved me from, from a, a, a situation that was extremely unhelpful. And then I look at the kindness and the goodness of God over the years, how he has helped me as a husband, as a father, as a leader, as a business person, as a friend, and the list goes on. If it wasn't for Jesus... I don't know where we would be today. But may I also suggest something here? Because I, I want to say to you, coming to Christ is not promising you a bed of roses. What, what I mean by that is there are still consequences sometimes to choices and decisions that we've made. When you get saved, um, I, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to say this. Some people might have had a child out of wedlock. You get saved. And now you live with the shame, the guilt, and the condemnation because now you suddenly realize, but this isn't cool. This, this should never have happened. That's what Satan wants you to believe. I believe God wants you to turn your heart and your mind around and to say, Lord, that happened. But thanks be to God that you saw me worthy to pick me to be a part of your story 
and to serve your purposes in this generation. Now I can look at my circumstances and maybe in this situation I'm looking at a child that was out of wedlock. I don't see a curse. Actually, I'm reminded of the blessing of what I've been saved out of, what I've been saved into, and I change my mindset around that. Because God works all things to the good of those that love him. As I close down, you might be sitting here today, and I've got to ask you this question. I want you to please consider very carefully. Don't be uh, influenced by the numbers here. I want to ask you, please today, to consider very, very carefully what is holding you in captivity. What is it that is causing you to be um, held in captivity by the enemy, maybe creating fear in you. If people knew what I was really like, what I was really battling with, you see, that's exactly what Satan wants. He wants you to stay there. God today wants you to walk in freedom. So I want to encourage you today. Where you are, maybe you can just close your eyes. And I want you to answer this question for yourself. If you're a Christ follower... Is there anything that is holding me in captivity? I see myself walking forward, then I suddenly see myself going back into the prison. What is it? I want you in your heart and your mind to name it before the Lord. Right now, just before the Lord, between you and Him. And just say, Lord, this is holding me in captivity. It could be fear. It could be anxiety. It could be depression. It could be something of your past. But I want you to present it before the Lord and say, Lord, will you please set me free from this in the name of Jesus? That's it. Where you are with your eyes closed, just before the Lord, say, Lord, will you come and set me free from this in Jesus' name? And lastly, you might be here today. And you know about Jesus. That doesn't make you a Christian. All right, I want to give you an opportunity here today. Maybe you realize as you're sitting here yourself, you might realize, actually, I am in jail. I don't know Jesus. I know about him. I am in jail, and I actually want to be free of where I find myself. And so today, I want to give you that opportunity to choose Jesus. And I'm going to ask you, if you're sitting here right now, and you have never made a commitment to Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask you if we can just close our eyes, just bow our heads. And I want you to simply pray this prayer after me. Jesus Christ, I come before you today. I recognize that I am a sinner. I recognize that because of my sin, I've been held captive by Satan. And today, Lord, I'm asking you to come and set me free. Lord, I acknowledge that I need to be saved. I need your help. I receive you now, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I thank you that you have given me the keys of life. And I receive that. And I want to walk into the future and the destiny and the purposes that you have for my life. I pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. I want to ask you now, 
If there's anybody that prayed that prayer for the first time today, after the meeting, would you just come and see me and just let me know? I don't want to ask people to put their hands up here, and you're not doing me any favors by doing that or not doing it. I want to give you opportunity to come and see me afterwards so we can help you with your journey. But I'm asking you please today, I'm pleading with you today, please do not leave this place before you've shared that with us, because we want to help you in our journey. Friends, we're living in very, very, very difficult times. COVID is real, and I believe God is giving many people the opportunity to respond to Him so that they could spend eternity with Him. That is my story this afternoon. I'm trusting that God has done something for you today, and I'm trusting amidst what has happened here today that you would be encouraged to know that God is alive, that is interested in you, and is interested in the details of your life.